Hello, hello everyone and welcome to the Miss Pink Digital Podcast. Home to everything digital marketing, brand building and tech. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking all about YouTube Shorts and how to leverage YouTube Shorts in your marketing, whether that be from an organic perspective or an ads perspective, we're going to cover all spectrums within the marketing world. So just to talk a little bit about what YouTube Shorts is, I'm sure you've already heard of YouTube Shorts. I'm sure you're watching it all the time and are just as addicted to it as I am. But uh, YouTube Shorts is basically a mobile optimized experience that allows you to deliver a message or produce content in the format of a video that is 60 seconds or less. And it has definitely come about off the back of TikTok where we have seen users really loving the ability to digest that short form content. So obviously every other platform has jumped on this. You obviously have reels with Instagram and now you have shorts with YouTube. It's been around for a little while now. And by a little while, I mean a few months, which in the marketing world, it's almost verging a dinosaur at this rate. Um, So when it comes to shorts, the reason why they are beneficial to leverage is it not only gets your brand's message out very quickly, but it also has over 1.5 billion monthly logged in users and it has surpassed 50 billion daily views globally. Now, those stats are from an article a little while ago, I want to say. Um, so it may have even surpassed that, which is crazy. So this obviously highlights how shorts from both an organic and an ads perspective has the potential to have a positive impact on your brand's awareness and visibility. It's also worth to note that out of the entire Google network, so that includes search, shopping, display, and video, YouTube is probably one of the least utilized. Now, obviously, that's not to say that it isn't competitive. It definitely is, but it's definitely less competitive than search and shopping. So you are looking at cheaper cost per clicks there and less competition, less petition, less competition via that platform slash medium as well. So That's another reason why utilizing shorts is going to be beneficial for you and your marketing, specifically if you're looking for that top of funnel prospecting activity and looking to explore more push marketing options without venturing into different platforms that you aren't currently using. Obviously, I would recommend utilizing as many platforms as you can, providing it is right for your brand and you have a good strategy for it. But if you're a little bit nervous of venturing out too much and you already run Google Ads activity, you can obviously run YouTube campaigns through Google Ads. So that's a good place to start from an expansion perspective as well. Now, I run Google campaigns on a day-to-day basis, both focusing on B2C, D2C and B2B. So all plethoras of the market. And I have noticed within YouTube campaigns that although shorts don't necessarily deliver as much return and investment as the standard in-stream activity does, I have noticed that watch time and engagement is higher on shorts, which is very interesting. So if we're seeing higher engagement on videos that aren't catered to shorts, 
I wonder what we could see if we were to start catering to shorts a little bit more. And there are definitely benefits in doing that because it looks like YouTube is trying to push it. And from an organic perspective, if you want to get maximum visibility and reach, it looks like shorts is going to be kind of the way to go to get that at a faster rate. Obviously, it's still going to be somewhat difficult. It's not going to be like you post a short video and you all of a sudden get millions of views. But it does look like that short form content can help you get that additional reach more so than the long form content. So I'm going to be talking about how you can optimize your creative to cater to shorts, how you can start leveraging it within your advertising and what you can do to make sure you're following best practices from a content perspective when it comes to the world of YouTube shorts. So first things first, we're going to cover Google's principles when it comes to creative. And this can be applied to not just shorts, but any video content you do as a whole. And it's the A, B, C, and D of a creative. And that stands for attention, branding, connection, and direction. So to cover each one of those points in a bit more detail, we'll start with A, which stands for attention. And that is awareness, consideration, and action. So when it comes to the first A uh, for awareness, even though it's so weird, it goes A-C-A, but I digress. When we start with awareness, it's really important to lean into audio when it comes to video. Any video content, not just shorts, but audio can really help improve your engagement, whether that's incorporating voiceovers, music, sound effects, any of that can really keep the user's attention. It can give them additional context without them having to research the product in more details. So that would be covered for a voiceover. And utilizing music and voiceovers also gives you the opportunity to kind of jump on trends, like trending sounds. And as we know from TikTok and Instagram, the more you can jump on those trending sounds, the more visibility potential that has for your video. So incorporating audio is so important when it comes to improving the awareness of your ad and improving the engagement of your ad or organic content as well. It's also important that if you do include audio within your videos, that you also include captions in instances where you can when there's a voiceover or someone talking. Including captions in your video can not only improve the engagement, but it also allows you to ensure you are catering to users who need captions from a user experience perspective and making sure you're including them in your video is more inclusive when it comes to your content. The next one, talking about consideration as well as action. So this is all about jumping in to the unique selling point of your product, kind of hooking users into the video. And that essentially means that when it comes to your content, one, you want to capture current trends and emerging trends, but you also want to make sure that you are front loading your offering within the video. So getting the users hooked into your offering, getting the users hooked into your product. And then you also want to repeat that offering at the end to remind them. Now, keep in mind, this is not a call to action. Your call to action is going to be very, very different. And we'll touch on this in a minute, but you want to hook those users in from the beginning to keep them engaged. Um, Google calls it jumping into the action. 
You also want to keep colors and visuals bright and contrasted, not only from a user experience perspective, because it gives the user a more enjoyable experience, but it also allows your ad and your organic content to be more memorable to the user and more visually appealing. So the next alphabet letter we're going to touch on is branding. Now, branding is obviously the most important thing. Having a brand vision, um, brand visibility, this is what this is all about. And without that branding in place, you can have a really good ad, but it may not help your brand to be memorable and it may not land you that conversion if you don't have that effective branding throughout. So it's so important to ensure your brand shines through the video content and that any video content you do, not just from a shorts perspective, but also from a reels or a TikTok perspective, it aligns with your overall branding and tone of voice and what they would see from your Instagram feed, um, what they would see on your website, everything just all aligns together. And that's incredibly important. So even if you are doing that UGC style lo-fi content, making sure that it aligns with your overall brand vision and brand tone of voice is going to really help improve that brand visibility, but also improve your brand recall as well. Um, For those of you who don't know what brand recall is, it's essentially a user remembering your brand after seeing your content. And when it comes to where you should put your brand's logo and your brand's name, Google typically recommend that you incorporate your branding at the beginning and at the end. So you're showing the user your brand name, getting it in their mind and then reminding them at the end as well so they can take that with them. In the middle of the video, it's important to shift the focus towards the product, shift the focus towards the quality and make sure everything when it comes to your video is focused on the product with your brand in the background. The key thing is to get the users to know your product and then remember your brand. Next letter is connection. And so when it comes to connection, it's about Google says placing people at the core of your content, which essentially means making content people first, making your content relatable, making it easily digestible. And that's where the lo-fi style of content comes in. And for those of you who don't know what lo-fi content is, it's essentially the less curated content style. As I've mentioned so many times before in previous podcast videos, users want to see a more relatable side of brands. They want to be able to envision themselves in brands and they don't care as much about the heavily curated style of content. Obviously, it goes about saying it's important to test everything you want to test to make sure it's right for your brand. There's obviously going to be brands and instances of brands that the UGC style and the lo-fi style of content doesn't quite work for them and they see better results from the heavily curated content. So it's not a one size fits all, but generally speaking, if we look at what users are wanting to see more of, if we're looking at what's emerging in the market from a trends perspective, it is that lo-fi kind of quality content that puts users at the forefront and it makes brands more relatable and it allows users to see a more humanized version of brands much rather than a, okay, sell, sell, sell this product. And alongside that lo-fi style content, user-generated content is obviously a huge thing. If you can't get that user-generated content, then using people in your content and making your content 
focused around people loving your product, enjoying your product, highlighting the inclusivity of your product is really going to help improve that engagement and also improve that brand interest whereby if users can see themselves in your brand because you've used people in your adverts that they can relate to, they will research your brand a bit more and they will want to know your brand a bit more because you have humanized your brand to the user and really allowed them to envision themselves using your product, trying on your product and all of that good stuff. So the connection is going to be the key component to really improve that video engagement. And that goes for any video content, not just shorts on YouTube, but it goes for TikTok content and Reels content as well. And also the long form content, if you can incorporate more people into that long form video content. Finally, we're going to be talking about direction. And this is basically all about telling users where they need to go, what they need to do. Without direction, users can get, I don't want to say kind of lost, but giving them that additional direction tells them where they need to go, what they need to do next, and they're more likely to do it or at least start the process. So obviously including a call to action within your audio and within the video content itself. It goes without saying it's always a best practice to include the call to action. It doesn't have to be the standard shop now, buy now, install now. It doesn't have to be those cliches. There are loads of different call to actions you can use. And there's actually a bunch of videos on alternative ways you can um, use call to actions that aren't just a stereotypical shop now. Calls to actions also build urgency and they give context of what the whole video is about. So I don't need to ramble on about why you need to use call to actions. I think we all know they are a best practice within the industry, but definitely get them in where you can without overusing them to the point where it becomes silly and no longer relatable. When it comes to additional aspects of the content you create for YouTube Shorts, it's important to obviously utilize vertical assets. When it comes to shorts, they are, like I say, a mobile first ad type or experience. So it's all about making sure you're catering to those devices where, pers- per- where possible, not personable, where possible. And vertical assets are the first way you can do that. It is also said by YouTube slash Google that there's an estimated 10 to 20% more conversions per dollar when on YouTube shorts alone, when you are using those vertical assets. Obviously it's an estimated figure, so it may not be that case in all instances, but it does make sense that you would see a higher conversion lift if you are catering towards the primary device that Shorts is for a lot more. Another thing to note when it comes to Shorts, it's really important to make sure you are capturing current and emerging trends and really doing that competitive research and seeing what users are gravitating towards the most, whether it is explainer videos, commentary videos, interviews, challenges, what challenges they are, reaction videos, and certain narratives. It's really, really important to stay on top of that. And when you see that kind of content, start thinking of how you can incorporate it into your own content, especially if you're looking to leverage shorts more from an organic perspective, because looking at the emerging trends and kind of jumping on them where you can is going to allow you to kind of cheat the algorithm, jump on the algorithm and boost that content organically a lot more than you would see. 
and not just rely on ads so much to boost that content. Finally, the important thing to consider, actually, no, final two points. First one is from a visual perspective, consider all safe zones, um, logo and call to action safe zones. This basically means when you look at content, let's say an ad, for instance, there's a certain area within that content where you need to put text and logos, and those are called safe zones. If you exit those safe zones within that content, so your text is a little bit outside the safe zone, it risks getting cut off. It's really important to make sure you research what the safe zones are. YouTube slash Google do have some help articles on this. So from a visual perspective, you can make sure your content doesn't get cut off. Kind of a little bit of a boring one, but needs to be said. And last, but certainly not least, it's so, so important to consider consumer buying habits when it comes to any content online, um, specifically ad content, because that's where you risk wasting money very, very quickly. And when I talk about consumer buying habits, they obviously constantly change depending on the state of the world. Obviously, right now we're dealing with a cost of living crisis. So because of this, consumers are being more intentional with their purchases and their decision making. They're doing a lot more research before they decide to purchase the products. They're being a lot more intentional with their research. They are Googling more long tail searches to figure out really what they want. They're looking at more touch points before they decide to make a purchase. So they're looking at reviews, they're looking at social media, they're looking at competitors, their price comparing. They're not being as spontaneous as they used to be. So because of this, it's important to be intentional with your content and really think how you can cater to these users, how you can gain their trust through your content, whether that's through being more personable, whether that's through featuring case studies in your content, product reviews in your content, special USPs that are all about costs, i.e. money back guarantee, a free trial, really showcasing anything you can within a short period of time that's going to really help gain that user's trust and make them want to research your brand and buy with you over a competitor. If you're going to also be leveraging shorts, both from an organic and an ad perspective, it's also really important to make sure that you are optimized across the board. So you're getting those reviews in, you're replying to those reviews, you've got a good stream of organic content on your socials to help build trust your website experience is good because YouTube and YouTube Shorts is going to be that top of funnel ad and organic activity to help prospects to new customers. And any instance where you are prospecting to new customers, you are going to need to gain their trust before they purchase or decide to do business with you. So really take that into consideration before you start launching, not just shorts ads or YouTube ads or start posting organic activity. But before you start creating any ad campaign, organic campaigns, at least the positive is, is if it blows up, you don't have the risk factor of that additional campaign cost. You just have the cost it was to make the content. But when it comes to ad campaigns, you obviously have that additional risk factor of losing money in real time. So really make sure your whole user journey is optimized as well as it could be at this stage and really keep an eye on that data. Make sure you're tracking everything and make sure you're monitoring the data and making changes based on the data you see. But yes, I hope this video was helpful and I hope you have a really great time filming your shorts, creating your shorts, and I hope you see great results from that. And yes, thank you for listening. I'll speak to you guys soon.